0: Good afternoon. I tend to be very brief this afternoon. I know there's a lot a lot going on. A lot that's troubling in the news. So I just want to remind you of the best news I know. And I want to talk about myself some, and I hope that in talking about myself, I'll be talking about you too. In Philippians 4 8, the great apostle wrote, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, think on these things. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So I want to think with you for just a minute this afternoon about the best news I know. If you have your Bible, please turn to the fourth gospel. Chapter 3. The gospel according to St. John the Beloved, chapter 3. And if you will, please follow along with me. I'm reading from the old version. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water, and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. "...Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit." Nicodemus answered and said unto him, "...How can these things be?" Jesus answered and said unto him, "...Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things?" Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and you receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. May the Lord add His blessing to the reading of Holy Scripture. Please look with me again there to verse 16, and I know this is a favorite of many of ours. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And we could, we could attempt this afternoon to do a detailed word study, a theological study, and prove exactly what this text means when the apostle of love here uses the word world. But we won't great minds have written on that and if you're interested I'd recommend Dr. Gill he's very thorough but that's not what I want us to think about this afternoon I just want to offer a brief word to two types of people who might be hearing me this afternoon first to you Christians for those of you who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and secondly To the non-Christians, whoever you are here that has not believed upon the Lord Jesus Christ, whoever you are who has not bowed your knee and bowed your life to Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. First, a brief word to you saints. Look to this verse. Look to John 3.16 and see how much God loves you. Do you see how much God loves you? (laughs) He loves you so much that in order to save you from the just penalty of your sin, He gave the most precious thing that He could give. He gave His Son, His only begotten Son, that you might be saved from death, from the just penalty of your sin, and so have everlasting life. Christian, with your mind's eye, see. See. And see the thorn-pierced brow of the Son of God and know assuredly this is for you. See the bleeding stripes upon His back and understand, Christian, this is for you. See the nails piercing His holy hands and blessed feet. Hands and feet that have never sinned and grasp this truth. This is for you. Christians see a Roman spear piercing His hallowed flesh. Piercing His flesh, but breaking no bone. And no, this too is for you. And Saint, so remember this when He went to that cross, if anything drove Him there, what was it? Love. See how He loves them. Because you see, He went there to save you. And me. Saints. He said... Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me. I lay it down of myself. And Christian, don't you know? Listen, He was determined to save you. He could have stopped it. He could have called the whole thing off. He could have called 10,000 angels... To destroy the world and set him free. He could have called 10,000 angels, but he died alone for you and me. Peter decided they should make a last stand. You remember? He was a scrapper, and he decided they should put up a fight. He decided we shouldn't go peacefully. Do you think he, he, maybe he thought he could fight his way out of there? But the Master told him, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou not that I could pray to my Father, and He shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? Do you understand? Peter, I can get out of this like that if I want to. And Christian? Christian, who swung the hammer that drove those nails? Oh blessed be the redeemed of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, it was my sin. It was my sin that swung the hammer. It was my sin that swung the cat of nine tails that bit into his flesh. It was me. I was there when they nailed him to that tree. My sin swung the hammer that caused his misery. I was there when they beat him with that whip. The cat of nine tails firmly in my grip. I was there when they stuck him with that spear. Felt the earthquake, saw the awful fear beloved, this is grace. This is why it all seems so absurd unless you believe it. All this hell happened to Jesus, our Savior, because God loved me and had purposed to save me. The scholars can study all they want about who killed Jesus of Nazareth. Was it the Jews? Or the Romans? Or some political subgroup of the zealots, you know, angry that he hadn't perpetrated a revolution? But, brothers and sisters, don't we know different? It was you. You. It was me. This is a great mystery, but listen, we know from Holy Scripture that the kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against His Christ, of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed. Both Herod and Pontius Pilate and the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done." Acts 2, 26-28. In some fearfully mysterious way, this murder, this slaughter, this horrific event, this most unjust happening in the history of this world was ordained by Almighty God to the salvation of those that He loves. And beloved, Listen, every Christian, every Christian here, and a great multitude that no man can number of every tongue and every kindred and every people and every nation. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's one of the earliest Bible memory verses I can remember. It's still my favorite. Bill, it's the bestest. It's my favorite because it's what I need. So Christian, see how He loves you. Secondly, to those here who have not bowed your knee or your life, to Jesus of Nazareth. Hear me please. The word of God is explicitly clear. If you do not believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, you will die in your sins. That phrase, to die in your sins, in your sins, that means to die without hope. For the Bible teaches plainly that it's appointed to man once to die, and after that, judgment. And oh, unbeliever, how will you face this judgment? And listen, listen. Without Christ, you will face it alone. And hear me, if you die in your sins and you face the judgment of God alone, you will be forever damned. You will suffer an eternity apart from God and friend. That is hell. So listen, please, please listen. Why, oh why, would you die? Unbeliever, sinner, the holy scripture. That which we just read. It says that whosoever believeth on him has everlasting life. Listen, in in this verse in John 3.16, there are some identity qualifications. Look, Look back to it. There are only three characters in the verse. Look there. First, there is God. And he's a specific God. He's not the God of the philosophers. He's not a concept. He's not the impersonal Atman of the Hindu or the satanic Allah of the Muslim. No, the God in view here is the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. It's Jehovah. And as this verse indicates, this specific God, Jehovah, is a loving God. And the second character in this verse is the Son, the only begotten Son. This is a very, very particular person. He's Jesus of Nazareth, the preacher from Galilee. He's the son of Mary and the brother of James and Joseph and Simon and Judas. His stepfather was named Joseph and he was a good man, a carpenter. But this specific son, Jesus, Yeshua, this man was the son of God. But but look back there. There's one more character in this verse. Look there at that third category, character. And his name is whosoever. And this character is not defined here at all. And Eric John's Greek is even less precise. He uses pos, which just means all. So the verse could read, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that all who believe in Him Should not perish but have everlasting life. So, unbeliever, I ask you, why? Why, oh, why would you die? When a jailer at Philippi asked the great apostle Paul what he needed to do to be saved, the Pauline answer was incredibly simple easy peasy. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. So, sinner friend, listen. Unbeliever, if you can hear me at all this afternoon, if your ears can hear at all, please hear me. I know this sounds too good to be true. I know it sounds too good to be true, but there are a lot of people here who believe it's true. If you will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will not suffer the penalty of sin. Death, you will rise. And according to the promise of Jesus, the Savior of sinners, you will live everlastingly. You will live forever. I know you can't make yourself believe anything, but listen, God can. One of the best prayers in the Bible is, Lord, I believe. Help out mine unbelief. I believe if you pray that prayer, God will answer it. And if you're here and you have not believed on Jesus, this church is praying that you will. That you will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. This church is praying that you'll be saved. And Jesus... Christ himself says, Him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. John 6.37 And friend, that's the best news that I know. Brother Eric, would you please pray for us this afternoon? And would you please ask God to bring many sons to glory in our generation?